this down, folks. Welcome to another uh, spooky edition of Missouri Swagger. They're all a and little spooky. Episode 14. I'm Dennis Oakless. And I'm Cullen Bunn. Jesus Christ. Dropping the ball already. Just right out of the gate, both of us. Yeah, well. Welcome to Missouri Swagger. <laughs> spooky edition. Yeah, we're going to do uh, our Halloween episode. Um, like most of our episodes, it's because we didn't have an idea until we just got on here. And it's October. It is. Yeah, and, ha- and Halloween's rapidly approaching, Dennis. And we are... Uh, we've, we've seen costumes you've worn in the past, so we know that you love Halloween. I do. I'm a big fan of Halloween. Uh, I, the, big, the biggest problem that I have now is I have a lot of Halloween costume ideas that happen throughout the course of the year. And uh, so I think I know what my costume is going to be. I think I know what my costume is going to be. And then usually when it comes down to it, it's whatever I can make in the amount of time I have left. Right. This year, uh, Aaron Gillespie is having a 90s uh, WWE wrestler themed birthday party. That we so just you can with. just use any one of the costumes you've worn in the past. Well, yeah, I'm going to wear... Uh, um, Wait, what was your what was your wrestling name when you were in middle school and wrestling in your friend's backyard? Uh, I was the the juvenile delinquent. Yeah, juvenile delinquent. There you go. That's you should do that. Dress as the juvenile delinquent. Classroom disruption was my move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna wear Razor Ramon again, which I hadn't tried on the trunks in two years, three years, however long it's been. Um, and yeah, I had a little more uh, dad flab than I did the last time I wore it. So. I'm, uh, I'm on a diet and exercise plan that's a little more stringent than usual for the next couple of days to try to make sure that I don't jiggle that much. I get it. Aren't you glad? Aren't you? But also, I, last time I didn't have chest hair, and I've grown my bushy chest hair out. Do we really have to talk about chest hair every episode? Wow, this one's about costumes. What do you want to do? Dennis, you hit puberty. Good for you. No, I, I just usually get rid of it. Uh... I like to take a, an aim of flame, like a long lighter, like you used to light a campfire, yeah. and just shoot it off. So it was like a more natural. <laughs> I swear to God. It, every worth- time I do one of these episodes, I forget why I decided to do these with you. <laughs> you love me. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, horror, mainly because I want to hear you say horror over and over Everybody wants to. They love it. I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to go through the entire episode and not say it once, just to spite you all. The people bring it up to you. Yes, they bring up everything I pronounce. Uh, apparently, that's real fun for them. Well, most of the stuff you pronounce, like it's charming, but you can understand what the word is. Like if there's no context, when you say horror, nobody has any clue what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, I can't help them. I don't know. I can't help if people can't understand a simple accent from somewhere around the world. So so you you are a longtime uh, horror prose writer. Like you've done that since very early before your comics career, right? Like that's a thing. That's kind of where you got your nut initially. Uh, I presume because of that, that you have been a fan of horror fiction or movies and such your whole life. Is this true from a, your early age? Yes, from an early age. I don't know that I would have said that I was a fan of scary uh, movies and, and stories and stuff when I was, uh, well, I didn't like being scared, but uh, for some reason I always liked 
uh, horror movies and I said it, damn it. I always liked, uh, I'm going to bleep it out so that no one can hear it. Um, I always liked uh, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, from one time, uh, I was very little. I remember sneaking into my older brother and sister were watching, uh, like a midnight, you know, monster movie or whatever. And I remember crawling into the living room and hiding behind the couch and watching around, uh, around the side of the couch and, uh, and watching, it was a vampire, one of the hammer vampire movies. And I remember watching that. And I also remember doing something similar and watching, uh, a movie that just really messed me up. I mean, it, it, it messed with my head and I didn't for years and years, I didn't know what, what, first of all, I didn't know what kind of movie it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I didn't know what the movie was later. I found out it was a movie called quarter mass in the pit which was another hammer movie, but it's very, uh, very science based, very cosmic, slow burn, cosmic horror. And that movie messed me up. They had a spaceship and it had a weird devil skull in it. It was just horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Uh, Uh, But but I've always like, you know, always liked that. I always liked horror comics said it again. Damn it. And, uh, and uh you know books stories uh yeah i've always been a fan i have a my relationship with horror is similar to my relationship with science fiction where like my dad was a workaholic and we didn't get along super well he always wanted to like go mow the lawn and chop down trees and stuff and i was a kid that wanted to sit and eat so i wasn't that into it um so anything my dad would like sit down and do with me i i really cared about from a young age so i'm a huge mad max fan i'm really into right like Star Trek and science fiction. And my dad really loves horror movies. Um, also my mother can't sit through like 45 minutes of something without falling asleep. So she would never watch movies. Because I was dead. Um, and yeah, I think that like, like lit the, the spark of it. Um, it's weird though. I, I never, I haven't, I was never a nightmares because of something kid. Like I, yeah. So I liked being scared a lot. Like even from when I was little, I really liked, uh, watching horror movies like jump scares um, in Kansas City we have these haunted houses that are put on um, in the West Bottoms the massive big deal that we always went to when I was a kid and um, I remember the first time I went through without screaming once I was really proud of myself like my whole thing was like I'm not gonna let them scare me so every year I would try to like be able to go through the whole thing without jumping or screaming and having a, a straight face which is a really weird thing to do you're paying money to have people scare you and you're yeah you embrace it don't face it um, yeah, I always, always loved that stuff. And I never remember, I don't remember stuff scaring me to the point that I wanted to turn the movie off. Like, I don't remember anything like that happening until, uh, was about 12. I rented Candyman and I walked for whatever reason, Candyman scared the fuck out of me. Like I was just terrified of that movie and I turned it off and it's weird. Cause you know, at 12 or whatever I had watched, dozens and dozens and dozens of horror movies and never had a problem for whatever reason. So I think of Candyman as being the scariest movie ever. I guarantee it's not remembering what it's about and the scenes that I saw of it. I'm sure I would laugh if I watched it now for whatever reason. It's still, it still ranks up there. It's actually not one of my favorite horror movies. I haven't seen it since I saw it, you know, when it came out on, you know, VHS or whatever. I think I saw it then, but I haven't seen it since. I, I was actually considering rewatching that um, 
this Halloween season because I haven't seen it in so long. But uh, I remember there's a scene with poop on walls. If someone writes something, yeah, that's early on, and I think that's early in it. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's not. I turned the movie off, Colin. I have not seen the entire film. I was a terrible poop on wall scared you too bad. Yes, so I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I mean it's recognized as one of the you know as a as a great horror movie. So you know I don't you know I. I think it's fine. I just don't, it's never been one that I, I felt I needed to see again, but, uh, but until recently I've decided I wanted to watch it again. It's, it's interesting. You talk about the hammer stuff. Cause I think that's like, that's the one big blind spot for me in my horror. Other than since my kids were born, I've seen almost no movies, but, uh, but yeah, that's, I've never, for whatever reason, they didn't have the hammer films at blockbuster when I was a kid. So I rented well, them. Yeah, I think they were, they were gone for a long, long time. You couldn't, you couldn't rent them or anything here. Right. They weren't really, uh, they weren't really available in the states. Readily available in the states, you could see them on, you know, some TV shows like midnight movie marathons and stuff. But it wasn't until, I mean, I mean, it, I say relatively recently, but it's been, you know, a couple of decades. It's been a decade or more now, a couple of decades that they came out again. Oh, where you could get them like in the clamshell, you know, VHS well, boxes and all that. Anything's available. Yeah, something. now anything. Yeah. It's uh, except Quartermass in the Pit. I can't get that here in the States. You have to get it. Uh, it's only available like uh, on other region DVDs, I think, which is frustrating to me because apparently there were three of these movies and I want to see them all because they were such a big, you know, they were so terrifying for me. Uh, the first or that one was. So I want to see all Nobody's three of them. Bootlegged it? What's that? Nobody's bootlegged it? I don't support bootlegging, Dennis. I mean, if you don't have any other options. Yeah, I can wait. I'll be all right. I used to buy, back when Godzilla movies weren't available here, I would go to the toy show in St. Louis and I'd buy like bootleg copies of the Godzilla movies because I couldn't see them anywhere else. They were just bad copies of a Godzilla movie. But even then, I didn't like doing it. I mean, I'm not going to buy a bootleg quarter mass in the pit. That, That does not... That doesn't show respect to Professor Quartermass. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I don't. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's interesting that I feel like horror movies are have had a they had a resurgence when I was in high school because it was a period of time where in like the '80s and early '90s those uh, horror movie franchises got really big and ridiculous and kind of burned people out. Well, yeah, well, just horror in general, you know, horror novels were huge in the 80s. I mean, it was just a skyrocket, rocket, 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 you know, and then come towards the end of the, you know, the the late 80s, early 90s, it kind of started, it just started tapering off. There were publishers that were, uh, you know, publishing all these amazing horror novels, but it was just glutting the market. And then people started publishing crap horror novels. And uh, I remember when I first, uh, I was working at a Walden Books. And uh, we actually, not only did we have a horror section, which is pretty much unheard of in, you know, in bookstores now, we had like three bays of horror novels. And it was the, the number one selling horror, you know, horror section in the company uh, across the board at all the Walden books because we curated it and actually people liked, you know, the books we would put up there rather than just throwing direct up there. Well, and they had you there to do it. I'm sure you were doing some sort of Cullen Bunn song and dance to sell people on. Every, I was. Every, t- every chance I got, I'd sell them on, on some horror, horror nonsense. Um, it's the way I pronounce the word, I think, is what they really liked about it. 
Well, but at the time, were you, were you here or were you still in Carolina? That was in Missouri. So that was in, it was here in Springfield. We had the number in, in Springfield, Missouri. We had the number one horror section and the number one role-playing section in company. <laughs> as of, uh, Surprising no one. Turns out that? you're a bookseller. Yeah, well, I was a fine bookseller. Thank you very much. Weirdly, that's part of your job now is to sell books. I'm not good at it anymore. So. <laughs> this man's con setup is this crazy castle of books that he builds. And I can't surround. do that anymore. I can't. I can't do it anymore. Physically moving the books around or what? Yeah, I hate it. It drives me nuts to drag those books. I'm going to bring just a couple of books from now on. So, And I'm going to just charge really high prices for one book. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Uh, so Jasmine showed me this this commercial. It's, an, it's I'm going to assume it's just an internet commercial, but it is for a pen and a watch that were designed by Sylvester Stallone. And I, I'll we'll put it in the in the I'll figure out what it's called and we'll put the link in the comments in the comments so you guys can see it. But yeah, it's this amazing commercial that I won't even try to describe. You just have to see it. And well, I was very I want wow. that pen and that watch. Oh, absolutely. But while I was watching it, I'm like, how, how many pens do they have to sell to, to pay back the budget of this yeah. fucking commercial? And then I saw how much the pens cost, and now I understand. You have to yeah. sell two. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I, uh, back to, you know, that, that hard, the, the, the sort of the rise and fall of horror, because it was so big in the 80s, and then it kind of died off. And then we've, you know, I, we're, we're having a resurgence now, you know, it's, it's back. There's a lot of it and there's a lot, and, and it all comes from the same place when there's a lot of good, good stuff, you know, more people want to make good horror movies. And sure. horror uh, yeah. We were talking earlier, Desmond and I were talking earlier about um, how horror movies seem to respond to the political climate of the time. Like the, the kind of horror seems to has to do with what's going on culturally or whatever. And that's the, like, kind of an ebb and flow to it. And I wonder if that's the case with horror. I mean, it's the case with all fiction, but because horror movies make money, they're cheap to produce and you can get them done relatively quickly. And so it, it makes sort of like how South Park can be topical because they make it so fast that horror movies have a more topic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, movies in particular, it's, it's tough for a movie to be responsive to the times if right. it's, you know, if it takes, you know, four years to make, but yeah, most horror movies, not all of them, but most of them can be, uh, can be, you know, put together, you know, relatively quickly and, and inexpensively, like you said. So yeah, they can be a little more, they can have their thumb a little more on the pulse of, of what's going on. Um, but then at the same time, you know, a good horror movie or a good horror story is just gonna, you know, it, it respond, it, it, it they're going to, to key off of, of, of real, uh, long-lasting, evergreen feelings of fear and dread that are in, you know, in the audience's eyes and, you know, and, and minds and hearts or whatever. So I think, you know, some of these, you know, some of the, the fears these things, uh, you know, tackle are just ingrained in us. I mean, it's just the, it's just what, uh, you know, we can't help but be afraid of some of these things. Right. Right. Well, that's why they're effective, right? That's why right. we can kind of be scared in the same way over and over and over again. And so it feels fresh. I also think that's why they, there's like the scares oftentimes are the same kind of scares that in other movies, but the concepts tend to, and the themes, but you yeah. love themes. 
uh, tend to re- relate to what's going on. So um, do you... Weird. They make stuff like the, um, the torture porn period that happened uh, in the, yeah. I don't know when was it, the early aughts? Yeah, so right around what was it? Hostel that really kicked that off, or Saul that really kicked that off in a big way. Saw, yeah, yeah. Saw, it sounds a good example of how quickly they can make those things. So they made one a oh, year. Yeah. They were really turning them out. Um, but uh, but yeah, I feel like they've done that with the Purge, and uh, well, the Purge is pretty political too, conceptually, and then it it's gotten more and more. I was gonna say, well, I was saying, wasn't. There, I think it was, maybe it was the second purge that was about an election. Like there was an election going on and during the purge or something. And they were trying to kill, use the purge to kill uh, political opponents. <laughs> um, so yes, that one was a little, a little uh, heavy handed maybe. <laughs> My favorite thing about the, um, the first purge is the, the concept that you sell people safety, but you're not actually safe. Like there's nothing you can do to make oh, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Safe. yeah. There, um, yeah. Like the thing that I don't know, just watch the purge. You understand what I'm saying? But um, yeah, it's interesting that they they just keep making. It's like video games. Walked by um, some video game setup when I was in New York, and there was like a ninth sequel to a game that I had forgotten existed 20 years ago. Yeah, they just people like things, and they keep making new. So do you? Uh do you celebrate Halloween? Do you, wa- I mean, do you watch a lot of movies in the build up to Halloween? Cause I try to every year. You know, it's weird. I don't usually watch scary things. Like how I like scary things. Like I love horror movies and um, it's, it's always been a big part of my favorite of my movie watching life. But for whatever reason, Halloween for me was always about cosplay. Like, and it was fairly scary stuff. Like, I don't remember, like, I've maybe been, a, like, a monster twice ever um, in my life. Like, I was a silver hawk when I was in second grade or whatever. And it's always been that. It's always been some sort of weird pop culture thing. And once I got old enough to to be into nostalgia from my youth, it was all that. So, like, I went to, in 11th grade, I went to high school dressed like Han Solo, and literally no one else in school had a costume on. Um that was an embarrassing day, but yeah, that's a rough one, dude. <laughs> people like be cool apparently in high school. This is a memo I did not get until my uh-huh. yeah. Um, you know, I don't know that I was ever. I was never a costume guy. I mean, I, I wore costumes, but I was never, uh, and still I'm not. I, I, I'm just not into the costume side of of uh, of Halloween, which is weird because for a while I wanted to be a special effects makeup artist. I was really into making grotesque, uh, you know, uh, making, you know, facial appliances and things and, and transforming people. But I never wanted to, to, to be in a costume. Yeah. I, I just, it's not, I love other people's costumes and I can respect a, a great costume, but there's such a pain in the ass that I just don't, uh, I don't do it. Last year, uh, my wife almost, uh, disavowed me um because uh we went to a, a great halloween party and i was super excited and i got i i got this awesome deadpool costume this is when i was writing deadpool and i cared about the character but uh, i got this awesome deadpool costume and uh and i decided it was too clean so i took it and over weeks i painted this thing and i I, you know, I dirtied it up i ran it through the streets to make it look worn like deadpool's costume would look 
and uh, and it looked. I mean, this costume looked really awesome. And uh, and Cindy decided that she was going to dress as uh, Blind Al, uh, Deadpool sidekick from the movie. Right. And we went, and we went to uh, we went to the Halloween party, and I was there about five minutes, and I realized this costume was going to kill me because it was so hot and so miserable that I just had to get out of the costume. I was like, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't wear this thing. And then, so I get out of my Deadpool costume and I had a change of clothes with me because I, I had a feeling this was going to happen. But then Cindy just looks like a really insensitive costume. Because <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't an accessory to your costume. Yeah, didn't. It didn't make any sense. So she was real angry with me the rest of the, uh, the rest of the party. Yeah. Masks are a, a rookie mistake. Um, I, I learned that in college. I, I went as Destro and I had like a full pleather jacket with a crushed velvet red. It was, a, it was the original action figure costume of Destro. Right. And the reason I built this costume is I was looking at masks online and I found a rubber uh, robot man mask that was exactly Destro's mask. Was right. Um, and I bought that and I made, I mean, to the nines, I bought uh, airsoft guns and painted them to match. And I had like little, I made little, um, grenade things that I put on, on the right. knee or wherever the hell they were. Um, and then went to the bars cause I was in, you know, I was in college. So I right. went to the bar district. Number one, no one had any idea who I was because I was in Manhattan, Kansas and like GI Joe nostalgia hadn't taken off. So one guy yelled at me from across the street. That's true. And number two, in order to drink and not die from heat exhaustion, I had to take the mask off. Right. Um, the the only costume I know of that was hotter than that one, my mom made. <clears throat> my friend Nick uh, was a very somber, like emo kid in high school, and I called him. Uh, <laughs> I called him Pooh. His nickname was Pooh Bear because it made him mad, and I thought it was funny to pester this child. Um, and so, one year for Halloween in college, he came um, from the Art Institute to visit in Manhattan. And I said that if I made him a costume, would he wear it? And he said, yes. So my mom and I made him a Winnie the Pooh costume. And this thing was felt and had like a padded belly. And he looked amazing in it because he had like long black hair and looked at a somber face. And then his body was a giant Winnie the Pooh. But he told me that it was too hot to wear and I made him wear it the whole night. And a few years later, I wore it to a Halloween costume party. Had it on maybe 10 minutes. That is the hottest thing I've ever been in my life. It's like wearing an electric blanket around. So I definitely tortured him for the whole time he had him. Yeah, uh, the only I, I did a costume when I I don't know late twenties maybe I did a Snake Plissken, and oh, you said, you know you said you were working out for your Razor Ramon and, and that costume I planned for months in advance and I worked out like a insane person before I put that costume on because it was a sleeveless shirt and I wanted to at least look like I had ever I had done a push up once in my life. Right. Uh, and I uh, I. I I had a wig, you know, I had the, the, the snake Pliskin hair and everything. It was a, that's my favorite costume ever. And I don't even think I took a picture of it that night because. Yeah. Uh, that was a problem with me in college is I would get too drunk and then not get photos taken. Cause I, I had a pretty cool costume. Yeah. But there are no photos exist. And, uh, the, I, you know, you lose pieces. My mom has a, um, closet in her basement that has all of her, all of the costumes we've made together over the years, which is this price to use worth. Um, and, yeah, there's like a there's a black period in college where there's a bunch of pieces missing because I was in Manhattan and drunk and didn't care and break stuff. Also, I was broke, so I repurposed things like I'd repaint boots and stuff to to wear them. Right. The year that I was Guy Gardner, 
I uh, have I talked about this on the on the show before? It's Guy Gardner one year. You talked about Guy Gardner. I don't know if it was your costume or not, but go ahead. Guy Gardner is my favorite Green Lantern. Uh, for a long time, I said he was my favorite comic book character, but now that I've written a bunch of other ones, I don't know if that holds true. But I bought a Betty Page wig and I cut the the long hair part off and just like I had like a mo red That's mo awesome. cut. Um, and I bought motocross boots because I wanted boots that were like you know he had those big chunky boots and I wanted them to look space gear. So I bought these giant plastic like made to made so you can wreck a motor bike without breaking your ankles boots so like they bend it all at the toe and they have like these clamps on them and then i went through and covered each section with green patches so that the whole thing was green and matched my vest um anyway i found wearing those around that you can't walk in motor they're not for walking they're for keeping your legs safe when you're on a a bike so i had to walk like uh, tin man from uh, wizard of oz the whole night Awesome. Um, I love it. Um, so you don't do haunted houses anymore, though? I haven't been in years. I love them. Now I think I would lean into to screaming. I'm excited for my voice to be old enough to take them. But they're at the age where, like, a, a witch villain on a toddler cartoon show just stopped scaring me. Like, they've just passed the point yeah. where they're like, simple stuff on TV. So I think we're a few years removed. But You know what they, they do here? Uh, there's a couple of haunted houses here in town. And uh, one or two weekends out of the the season, they they do them during like early after or late afternoon, mm-hmm. and they turn all the lights on. And instead of monsters jumping out at you, they uh, they they have like characters who are there to help you, and they send you on a little scavenger hunt through the haunted house for kids, which I think is awesome for kids who don't want to be scared, uh, but still want to do a haunted house. Um, that's kind of fun. Um, does that I took kind of a mystique for you if you're there seeing the lights on? Well, I like the decorations, and I've been through these haunted houses probably. These haunted houses have been in, in business over 40 years, right. and I'm pretty sure I've been to them at least 12 times each. I mean, I, I go every year, um, and they don't change a whole lot. You know, The only thing that changes is I'm getting older, and there's a big slide at the end of each of them. And it hurts. <laughs> when I'm getting out, I'm like, oh no, the scariest part of the haunted house is coming up. Physical activity. Slides or- are weird because when you're a little kid, you sit your butt on a slide and your ass goes down fast and it's exciting. But something about adult body mass makes slides not work. There's yeah, a big, uh, my kids go to this, this park um, here that has a, it's like a giant castle made out of ropes. And so you can yeah. climb inside of it and walk across the top. Um, and my kids, they're small enough that they're scared when they get up there. Like they look down and you know, there's no ground. It's just ropes. So they look down at the ground and we're, you know, two stories in the air. And so they need me up there to just like kind of talk them through it and grab their hand or whatever. So I climb up there and I'm up there with them. Um, and that was when we go down the damn slide, but I can't like, I sit down on the slide and I just stop. Yeah. So I have to like walk my butt down the slide. I don't know if it's just like I'm bony or if it's the, yeah, like I, my weight is, there's too much weight distributed over too large a surface area, but slides don't work very well. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they give you like a piece of wax paper so you go faster, right? Like, don't they? They don't so, give you anything, but it's, I think they go, someone goes through and sprays Pam on these damn slides because you go down like Chevy Chase and Christmas Vacation when it's uh, <laughs> like a rocket. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm sure they do something to, to make them faster. Um, years ago, when my son was three, we were some at some you know fall festival, and they had a haunted house, 
Mm-hmm. And he decided that he was going into that haunted house no matter what. And, uh, and my kid's very stubborn. And at that age, especially when he wanted to do something, it's like, I'm doing it. So I went in in advance and I asked them to please not scare my, my son too much. And, uh, he was still terrified. I had to carry him and his head's down. You know, he puts his head down. As soon as he gets in, he's like, Nope, this isn't for me. Sure. But, uh, we went through and he'd look up every now and again. I remember it's funny because, uh, all these blood soaked, terrible monsters. And there's Jason Voorhees and he's just sitting there going, hi, <laughs> hi. Like, and I was like, that's actually a little creepier is Jason standing in a spider web filled room waving. Cause he felt bad. Your kid was scared. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I've gone to him since I was a, you know, a little kid. We had one when I was five or six, five, I guess, uh, that, uh, they would not let the kids, you could, if you were a teenager, you could go upstairs into the scariest part of this house, but otherwise you had to stay downstairs into the sort of scary part. But, uh, I remember that haunted house. They had pig's heads and they had them on posts, real pig's heads. They went to the butcher, got pig's heads, put them on posts outside the haunted house. And there was and there was a dude in a white sheet, like a ghost costume. I don't know. It was the country. Who knows what kind of white sheet it was. But I like to think it was a ghost running back and forth on top of the, the house, just just mm-hmm. running. And uh, and just that moment walking in there terrified me. I mean, it was the best. And then uh, I've gone to them almost every year since I go to haunted houses. I mean, if uh, when I was you know a kid... Uh, my friend was son of the preacher and his church put on a haunted house every year. And we went to that and, and then it was terrifying for a church haunted house. It was, I mean, they, church was pretty scary anyway. There's some weird imagery. Well, As a little kid, I was, was unsettled by the paintings and things in churches. Well, I guess, but this wasn't just like, I mean, this, they really went all out on this, this haunted house. It was, you know, it was a really, you know, spooky haunted house. And, uh, and we put them on all the time. Uh, my dad uh, built, houses uh, for a while and uh there was there was a time there was always an unfinished house and me and a bunch of my friends would just put that turn that into a haunted house and then invite everybody from school you know just to come to the haunted house and go through and those were you know i wouldn't trade those days for anything they were awesome I'm, I'm going to haunted houses tomorrow i'm going to st louis to go through haunted houses for the weekend so that's awesome uh yeah i'm not sure I'm pretty booked uh, with weekends, so I, I'm, I want to try and go, but I'm running out of time this year. Um, just thinking that the scariest place, like the scariest building, because you were talking about the unfinished uh, houses, which is a pretty scary environment. Right. Um, when we were in high school, we would break into this old, it was like the an old prison that had been burned out at some point um, in the years before and they built the new prison next to it. So there's like a minimum security prison yard right next to this old building. That's uh, all boarded up, but the building had bars on all the doors and they were like metal doors with bars on the windows. And at some point somebody took an acetylene torch and cut the bars and bent them down. So you would crawl through a hole, like like a two foot by two foot hole that had bars bent down. You'd pull yourself up and, and like slide down the, the bent bars and get inside this building. And then in there is a bunch of burnout, uh, prison stuff. So there were like old metal uh, bed frames with the the springs and stuff were still there, but there was no cloth on it because it had been burned up. And we would walk, wind our way through this, and go to where you you know where the people had made the right. uh, climb throughs. 
climb through and get to the roof. And then we would drink beer on the roof. Um, and that should have been terrifying. Like that's the, the scariest environment I can imagine is that. And we, it was always like one guy with a flashlight in the front and you were bumping into the backs of your friends and there'd be other people in there every once in a while. Um, and we go to the top and it's sort of amazing that no one ever got hurt or arrested or assaulted. Uh, in yeah, or kidnapped or butchered and, by a mass I mean, media. These things did happen. They just didn't happen to me. Right. Um, but the last time we went up there, I went with a, a guy that was like a friend of my sister's boyfriend who uh, was an actual criminal. And he started throwing things at the prison guards and calling them names. So when we got out, the prison guards were there waiting for us. And uh, yeah, we weren't. Uh, cops were called and I was sent home. I didn't get in trouble, um, but that, I think, turned us off of going. That was there. it? Yes. That man later died in a fiery car crash while being chased by the police. Oh my God. Long after that. And then when he got out, some high-speed chase and died in a fire. Um, so his life was on a trajectory that was, should have been pretty obvious for 17-year-old me. Yeah. Uh, that building is probably the, the scariest place I've ever been. No. All right. Well, Halloween, watch some scary movies, Dennis, at least. Go to a haunted house. Folks who are watching, watch a scary movie. I'm watching uh, I, Madman tonight, which is a scary movie, uh, movie I haven't seen since it came out in the late 80s, I think, early 90s. Uh, but I'm very excited to rewatch that. I'm watching uh, a movie called The Endless, um, which is sort of a cosmic horror movie that I'm, I'm excited about. And then I just have a whole big stack of uh, movies that I feel uh, speak to this uh, this time of year. And they don't have to be the best, you know, the m- most mind-bending horror movie ever. It just has to be a fun horror movie for me. So I'm going to be watching a lot of stuff. I decided recently that I'm going to start collecting horror movies on DVD or Blu-ray again, even though I recently said I'd never buy another DVD or Blu-ray because they're pointless. I now, for some reason, want to collect horror, you know, the, the best horror movies. And there's stuff. so many. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a different thing to collect, I think, that, because there's so many. They make so many all the time. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of them aren't, you know, aren't really in print anymore. So if you can find new versions, it's kind of, it's like, it's like anime was when we were. Right. Teenagers. Yeah. Now it's readily available and a thing everybody knows about, but it used to be like the secret society. I feel like uh, old horror movies and weird low budget horror movies are kind of the same thing. Right. So I'm going to, you know, I'm looking forward to watching some, some, I'm going to watch some tonight. I've been so busy lately that I I get, I'm so tired when I'm done working that I can't even uh, watch a movie, but I'm going to, I I think I'm caught up to the point that I can watch some spooky movies now. Um, So is it time for a swagger story? It's your turn. All right. So I, you know, last time you told a story about, how you were such a villain and uh, what a jerk you were. I'm going to tell you a story uh, inspired. Uh, Kyle Strom wanted me to tell this story um, about maybe the worst thing I've ever done to another human being. Ooh, I like it already. Right. So, and it, it kind of applies to the things we've been talking about. So years ago, I think I've, I've mentioned plenty of times that I used to publish a, a small press magazine and I'd go to conventions and set up and try to sell this magazine. And it was uh, a horror themed stories. Uh, and my younger brother um, got into this hobby of making these life size zombies for a while. And they were really I mean, they were really awesome. He made them out of foam and then latex. And he painted them and they were always dripping gore and. They were always green, fleshy things. Some of them, they look like something out of a creep show movie. 
And I had this, and we'd take them to conventions with us and set them up at our booth because people would always, oh, can I take a picture with a zombie? Blah, blah, you know, it's just something to have a conversation starter. And uh, so I was driving to a convention and uh, I had the zombie in the passenger seat of the car. See, you know, one of the zombies. He had this real bulbous skull and an eye, you know, this one ping pong ball eye that would kind of roll around in the socket and stuff. And uh, I had him sitting in the, the passenger seat. I was bored. I was by myself driving. And as I was driving by cars, I would shake the zombie, you know, and he'd bounce over into the window. And people in the other cars would jump up and, you know, oh, what's going on? Because it wasn't Halloween time. They weren't really expecting a zombie. Um, and that was funny. I was cackling to myself. What fun. What fun. So I start doing it more. Every car I pass, I'm shaking the zombie. And he's kind of bobbling. And the eyeballs bouncing in his head. He's bouncing against the glass. And I'm just driving along, shaking the zombie at every car I pass. And I'm shaking it, and people are jumping and looking at me with these looks of horror. And I think it's the greatest moment. And uh, car after car, I'm doing this, shaking this zombie. Right. As I'm, you know, I'm, we're a two lane highway. You know, I'm on the left lane, and they're in the right lane. And uh, I start thinking to myself, man, there's a lot of cars here. I'm getting a lot of good scares, a lot of scare after scare. And then I start thinking to myself, all these cars have their headlights on. What's going on? And then I realize that I'm shaking this zombie at car after car in a funeral procession. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I, had some, I had somehow gotten on the left-hand side, didn't know that I was near a funeral procession, and I'm just driving <laughs> along, and I drove almost to the hearse. Shaking this zombie, <laughs> laughing and cackling with joy. I'm terrorizing people. Oh my and god, that's my favorite story ever. It's the worst. Uh, hands down, it is the worst thing I've ever done. I mean, and then what do you do? You're supposed to pull off your, you know, common decency is you pull off the road when a funeral procession comes by. But if I pull off to the left hand side, all those cars are going to pass me again. And look at me accusingly. Oh, my God. What did you do? You just drove past? I sped up and got the hell out of there as fast as I could. I mean, it's kind of like when you realize you're going the wrong way down a one-way road. Like, you just got to go to the end of it and turn. It, it was like a ball of ice formed instantly in my chest and then shot down into my stomach as I realized what was happening, what I was doing to these people. That's, that's amazing. That's the Missouri Swagger, folks. Thanks, um, guys. Um, yeah. If you like us, subscribe, hit the like button, leave us some reviews on the the, the podcast version. Yeah, on iTunes. Um, also, last episode, we asked questions about um, what process stuff you guys wanted to hear for the next process episode, and we got a lot of great comments uh, below. So I'm going to try and do prompts more now so we can uh, have more of a conversation with you guys in the comment section. So tell us your favorite horror movies, um, what your favorite era is. Uh, what should we be watching? What should, what should we watch? Yes, yeah, tell us. And if, if you put something on there that we haven't seen, maybe we'll watch it to talk about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, also I want pictures of Halloween costumes. I'm going to dig up old ones oh. and I'll show you how my... my dad belly gets 
picture of this year's costume. That's a weird sentence. But what I'm saying is I'll take a picture of this year's costume and you'll get to see whether or not I got into Razor Ramon shape in the next 10 days. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. I'd love to see some Halloween costumes. And yeah, I'll, uh, I'll try to dig up some of my, I don't think I have any really, but, uh, but I'm going to look and see. You still have Deadpool? You got to put that on take a picture of it. I'm not putting that costume on ever again. First of all, I'm pretty sure I've gained 15 pounds since I bought that costume and I'd be fat Deadpool. Um, but, uh, but I you're just, not, you're, I, you're selling me on the idea more. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. All right. Well, thanks folks.